Live from Spain, this is The Drive Home with Harry Waters. Hello, good evening and welcome everybody. It is lovely to have you here today. Um, I have a fantastic guest with us today. Um, I'll introduce him very shortly. Uh, but before I do, um, we just had a, a bank holiday here in Spain. Yesterday was the what we call the Dia de Hispanidad, which means the, the day of Spanishness, where we celebrated the fact that um, Columbus went all the way over to the Americas um, and started the colonialism over there. Um, the funny thing, whenever I talk about that with my students here or any colleagues, they always say, well, Britain was worse at colonialising places. And I said, you know what? I wasn't involved in that either. So, um, yeah. Anyway, uh, politics aside, uh, today I've got a wonderful guest. He's um, contributed and collaborated uh, with Renewable English. Um, he is a mental health advocate. He is also an ex-head teacher, but more importantly than anything, he is a fantastic and wonderful poet. Um, his name is Dave Bowden. He's also known, uh, known as the word gorilla. Um, Dave, hello. How are you? Can, yeah, can you hear me? I can, loud and clear. Oh, it's good. funny how that is like, that's the go-to thing when you start speaking to someone, isn't it? It's not, hi, how are you doing? It's, hi, can you hear me? Yeah, well, I suppose I suppose if there's no answer, then... Uh, I mean, if it's, hi, how are you doing? Um, well, I suppose there'd be no answer as well, wouldn't there? If they couldn't oh, yeah, hear exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess they can't hear me. Yeah, so yeah maybe, maybe we should, yeah, maybe I should just, just go straight in for a, a nice greeting. Oh, Let's but rewind. it's just the same, though. Yeah. Hi, yeah, how you that. doing? How you oh, doing? it's great to hear you there, Dave. Or should yeah. I call you Word? Which would you prefer? Um, I do like Word, but I think it's more appropriate just to call me Dave. I'm happy okay. with that. Yeah. Okay, fantastic. Now, I, I, what I love about... Um, there's many things I love about Dave, not to mention that he's a bald man with a beard, which is something, you know, I'm, I'm very much down with. Um, I, I love his name, um, his his stage name, as it were, the, the word gorilla. I, I posted today on uh, Temple Teachers in Seville. It's a group that I, I do teacher training in. Um, it is strange enough for teachers who live here in Seville who teach English. Um, and I said... Uh, the thing on there was, I never know whether I should say words how they're meant to be said and sound pretentious or say them like how they're said in other languages. For example, gorilla in Spanish is guerrilla. But it doesn't sound right if I said, this is Dave, the word guerrilla. It just doesn't sound right to me because, I don't know, it just doesn't sound right. I quite like that as well. <laughs> I quite like that as well. Uh, you know, it's, 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 I think, I think the most important thing about language and about words is, um, is not so much whether, you know, you, whether you think they sound right, it's that you're happy with the way that they sound, you know? So why don't worry about what other people think? If you like it, you do it, you know? Um, and particularly like with poetry and with rhyming and with near rhyming, there's a lot of times where you think, mm, can I get away with that, you know? 
Um, does that does that sound like a rhyme? Yeah, it sounds all right to me. So so I'll do it like that, you know. And I think I think um, I quite like the way you said that. Can you say it again for me? Guerrilla. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I like I'll tell it. you what. Whenever I introduce you in Spanish, I'll introduce you in Spanish. But whenever yeah. I introduce you in English, I'll introduce you in English. How's that? It's got a nice drumming, drumming yeah. sound to it. Yeah, I like it. I, I do remember when I was a, a young lad. Um, I'm not a young lad anymore, but hearing about um, over in in Colombia or Colombia, uh, however you would like to say it, um, hearing about the gorillas and that they'd captured some some English lads who were out taking pictures of orchids, and I would just had this image in my head of you know gorillas, <laughs> you know the animals out there. Like, yeah. what on earth would they want to do with people? Like, why, why would they get them? But yeah, obviously it's it's to do with war. So it is. Cause, it is. Cause, yeah, have- in Spanish means war. Yeah, and I have to, um, I have to often explain that I'm not uh, that my name doesn't refer to any sort of animal or anything else like that. I went to a school a little while ago, and they drew me pictures. Uh, it was great. On my arrival, they gave me pictures and they gave me poems. It was like you know some sort of you know. Um, I've, I've travelled from afar, and, and you know, there was like this almost like this godlike figure had come to earth, and, then, and the mortals were presenting, presenting their god with all these gifts. It was a little bit like that. It was uh, quite surreal, really. But anyway, so they were giving me pictures and posters, and, and they were all pictures of gorillas. Um, and and the, and the teacher had said, "I tried to tell them that it wasn't the same spelling; it's not the same thing." Um, but uh, so I always have to explain what a gorilla is and, and why I call myself word gorilla and that I'm not going around whacking people or firing any guns, that thinking and writing, uh, that's my fighting and, and sort of what my, uh, what my battle, what my battle is against, you know, because I, I would say I'm a, I'm a fighter in that respect um, and, and the, the, the battle is the battle that we have within ourselves against anything. It could be against the way we're feeling about certain things around us and outside us or the way we're feeling about things mainly within our within our own mind, within our own brain, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Um, and I, I have to admit that like, so I've known Dave for probably, well, I met Dave probably 20-odd years ago, um, maybe 22 years ago, late, very late 90s, early 2000s, maybe 2000, I'm not sure. Um, but so I've, I've technically known Dave for over 20 years. Um, but I very much disconnected with Dave probably about 18 and a half years ago, to be honest. Yeah, um, yeah. Didn't, yeah. didn't see him or speak to him for a very long time. Um, and yeah, I, I, I then saw I saw word guerrilla pop up on on Facebook, word gorilla pop up on Facebook. I was like, I recognise that. Hang on a minute. Looked a bit closer. I was like, that's Dave. What's Dave? What's this all about? And you know, I, I connected. Um, and I have to admit, since we've connected, I've made a lot of changes in my life. Um, well, a number of changes. Let's not say a lot, but certainly a number of changes. Yeah, uh, a haircut. All, all, I had a haircut. Yeah, <laughs> I followed you on that one. Yeah, yeah. Um, but all for the better. Uh, I cannot like. I, I cannot say strongly enough about um, 
you know, you've had a profound effect on my life. Um, just in in the, the the small moments we've had together, and we have collaborated on a few things, but some of the things you've said, and I'm sure you'll share with our listeners today, um, have really helped me get through a lot of stuff. So, yeah, a big thank oh, you for that. Good. Um, and I'm going to go back to uh, what I said there before. I, I mentioned that we met a, a good few years ago, um, back when you were in a band with Tommy, who is, in fact, my other, only other non English language teaching guest that I've ever had on. So, you were both members of the Crooks oh, yes. many, many years oh, yeah. ago. Yeah. yeah. And I remember hearing from Tommy uh, telling me once that that Dave, the other Dave, was now a priest and that yeah. you were now a head teacher. I mean, this is obviously not now. This was yeah, a few yeah, years yeah. ago. Yeah. So I was like, wow, he's a head teacher, but he's only 34 maybe at the time. That's, that's young. So you were a head teacher. And I now was a head teacher, yeah. Do you tell us about your, your journey and your story? My journey, my story. Well, uh, yeah, so I... I um... So I was a head teacher, and obviously prior to that, I was a teacher. You don't just <laughs> you don't just start in a, start in a school bang straight, straight in, in for, the, for the for the top job. Uh, I just I knocked on the door. I said, "What? Who gets paid the most? The head teacher? I'll have that job. Thank you." No, yeah. So I was a, I was a teacher and um, a primary school teacher uh, for for um, for five for five years. Uh, I hadn't been teaching very long for five years, and then I got sort of promoted to be to be a deputy head, really, well as assistant head. And I, re- I really, really loved that job, and I really liked the people that I worked for in in doing that. I liked being leadership. I liked being in the classroom as well. And then my the head at our school retired, and uh, you know, it's the, there comes turning points in your life, doesn't there, as to as to what you're what you're going to do. And it seemed to me that. Um, I I could be the person to lead the school, or I could let somebody else do it. And it, <laughs> who who was this person going to be like? Well, we don't know. So uh, better the I devil, you I, know. I should, better the devil, you know. And lots of people were very supportive. So I went for it. I'm really really pleased that I did. And yeah, I was I was young. I was 33 um, when I when I started uh, as a head teacher. Um, and you know, I I I. I I enjoyed it. My goodness me, it was it was tough. And enjoy is a tricky word, isn't it? Because like, you know, you really enjoy water slides. There's no doubt about that. You know, um, yeah. or or uh, like coffee and walnut cake on a, on a on a Saturday afternoon with a cup of coffee. Like that's proper enjoyment. That is you know, it's like there's different levels of enjoyment. So when I say like I enjoy it, like I you know I wasn't skipping skipping into work or anything like that. Um, but I did enjoy it. I, I enjoyed, i tell you what I really liked about being a head teacher is that I liked um, leading a school and leading a place in my own image of what I wanted it to be, which was a community to bring the best out of people. You know, that was for me, the f- first and foremost, the reason why I did it. And I loved the, the relationships that I built with, with people within that, with staff, um, with with kids and and, and with parents, um, you know, I absolutely I absolutely loved all of that. What I didn't love, and I'm sure that there's there's a lot of people in the education profession who 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 feel the same about me, 
although I didn't love the systems of of of, of testing um, uh, and uh, an assessment um, that existed not really to benefit the children, but to really just kind of mark what how a school did, so somebody could sort of you know come and moan at them or of the government, basically, without being yeah. too political. I, I didn't like that. I didn't, uh, and I felt it, ultimately I couldn't continue because I couldn't be complicit with that system. And there's some head teachers who, well, I think most head teachers don't, don't agree with it either. Um, and if they do agree with it, then they, you know, clearly want a job in politics. And so there are some who like, there are some who are like that, you know. But I, I just didn't agree with it, and, and there are some some who don't. But they can they can put that aside and they can continue to to do that job and, and to work with young people to lead that school. I just I, I personally I couldn't I just couldn't um, I couldn't do it, um, and and that's why I, why I came away from it really um, because because of that and also because of something that I wanted to do with my life, which was I loved poetry and I had this idea about, you know, developing a, a business where I, where I would go into schools and I would talk and deliver a, a poetry show, like a proper show um, that gets kids like buzzing about poetry and, and gets them writing um, and develops poetry to, to develop their, you know, creativity and their productivity and their um, self-esteem um, and uh, I had this idea for that, and I thought, well, I can't. I'd, I'd done a little bit of, of that while I was a head teacher, and I'd sort of outsourced myself with the school, um, and you know, I got the school got paid for it, but I couldn't really commit to that unless I, you know, m- moved away from that really. So, um, so, so I did, um, and uh, it was, you know, one hundred percent the the right thing for me, and. Uh, I don't regret it now. So now I'm 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 the, the proud owner of uh, sort of three jobs really. Um, I, I work for myself within this business of, of Word Gorilla, uh, and I and I work uh, with the Open University. I'm a curriculum manager of the Open University. I do that part time, which I absolutely love as well. Um, they're an amazing organisation to be part of. You know, really pushing lifelong learning and, and really developing learning design for that. And I also work for an organisation called the Inclusion Quality Mark who do um, uh, awards in schools for something that I am a real believer in, and that is inclusion within schools. So they, the Inclusion Quality Mark, basically stand for everything that I think is really, really important within a school. And um, so that's that's wonderful. I'm, a, I'm an ambassador for them as well, and we we um, we fis- I facilitate meetings where schools get together and they share good practice um, for inclusion. Really, so in a nutshell, that is the the uh, the journey, as it were. It, yeah, it definitely. Uh, it, it sounds like a an interesting journey, to say the least. And yeah. I, I like the. I'm not going to say the destination that you're at because obviously you're not there. You're, you know, you're still, yeah. you're still on this journey with, yeah. you know, you've got your three pronged journey at the moment, which is yeah. you know, something I can, I can, I can empathize with for sure. Um, mm. This, this respect of, of wearing many hats as it were. 
Yeah, um, lots of hats, lots of hats. Both, yeah. both figuratively and literally. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, a yeah. fan of hats, especially living here in Spain, where it's still today 32 degrees. Yeah, oh, nice. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, uh, you would say it was nice, but it's actually not anymore. Um, yeah. It's got to the stage where it's not nice anymore, and I want to go out and not have to wear a hat for fear <laughs> of burning my head. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, this idea of of having these different kind of positions. Now, obviously, we're here mainly to talk about you as the word gorilla, but um, I do like this. You, you know, I'm, I'm a fan of the Open University myself. I've done a fair few courses with them. My first ever Spanish course was with the Open University, and I also did a creative writing course with them a few years back too. Um, but I love this, um, this final branch that you mentioned. Um, it's something that's slowly coming into to ELT as well. You know, I think it's the kind of the DEI and the sustainability bubbles are kind of growing simultaneously kind of alongside each other. And they're almost a Venn diagram of each other as you look at them, because there are, I don't know, this, it seems like the people within these, these areas tend to be like-minded people mm. um, who want to push ELT forward, who want to push education forward. They want to, you know, move it into the, the kind of 21st century, as it were. And, you know, mm. everybody needs to be included in this. And mm. um, and we do all need to think about our materials and how they're affecting the planet. And, and I think within your curriculum design as well, I guess, you know, that you could be including quite a lot of that in there um, to make sure it's, it's not just, you know, it's not just whitewashed, basically. I know a lot of ELT materials, even back just three or four, what, maybe five years ago, you open your book and you turn to the family page and the family page is obviously, you know, a white family mm. who live in the suburbs. There's yeah. mum and dad, uncle, yeah. uncle Pete and aunt, auntie Julie. And then the other side, you've got uncle Jim and auntie Rose. And then you've got your cousins and... You know, they're all there's there's very little diversity. Um, mm, mm. I think now that's slowly changing. I think it's something that needs to change quite rapidly, to be honest. Um, and there are easy ways of you know, kind of I don't want to say cheats because it's not cheats, but there are very easy ways of getting people included in these things, of getting people who who don't have that voice um, in there. Uh, for me, it seems something, you know. A very simple aspect of that is is when you're doing the, the family, for example, you do a, I'm doing inverted commas here, non-conventional family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think the, I think there, therein lies a, a bit of an issue in saying kind of non-conventional because it's another way of saying not, not, not exactly. Normal. That was and, that was the, that was the reason for inverted commas yeah, just to make sure you know yeah, that. So it, yeah, for for listeners out there, you. Harry and I can see each other. We've got a video call, so he put up inverted commas. <laughs> so, so yeah, no, I think you, I think you're, you know, you're, you're exactly right on that. And I, I, um, I'm a, I'm a great believer in in moving away from normality uh, as a as a a standard, I suppose. In in it, in everything, really, you know, the fact that we are all so different in. In the way we look, um, in the way that we speak, in the way that we learn, you know, and we should really embrace embrace that diversity as much as we possibly can. 
um, and uh, actually like go to great lengths to do so. You know, make sure that that people are um, represented, and, and I, there's there's definitely well with, within everything that I'm involved in. There seems like there's quite a sort of a, a, a sea change in that now, um, but we can we can definitely do we can definitely do more and you know we can definitely do more to kind of battle against things like unconscious bias um towards certain things because i mean you and i are both both white males harry so we let's are. face it um we've we've had had it easy and we we are advantaged um and i don't want to use the word i don't want to use the word privileged because i think um we're kind of going on to something completely different here, but I think, you know, that idea of privilege is, is a tricky thing because I think there's a lot of uh, white males who wouldn't feel privilege was the right word, but advantaged without a shadow of a doubt is the right word, <laughs> you know, so we have an advantage. And sometimes when you're, when you are in a position of advantage, you don't actually open your eyes and see the, the, the challenges that are out there. And it's important that, that, that we do, see the challenges that are out in terms of representing um, different people and representing different um, uh, groups of people, you know, whether that be ethnicity or whether that be, um, uh, you know, different types of learners, neurodiverse people. You understand what I'm saying? 100%. And I could not agree with you more. Um, and I like the idea of advantaged as well, overprivileged, because, you know, there is that kind of, that the white guilt, as it were, that comes with that kind of sense of privilege when you talk about white privilege and so on and so forth. So, but we certainly are advantaged, and you know, I've I've spoken about it many times with many people about about the only thing I've, I've ever been discriminated against in my life was the fact that I'm left-handed, and I'd go mm. into internet cafes when I was in traveling around Argentina, and the mouse would be on the right. Yeah, you know, and you know that's literally the extent of. Of, of the discrimination. I, feel, I mean, here in Spain, I have had the odd remark, you know, me being a foreigner and all that, and, you know, the odd disparaging comment, but it's it's absolutely nothing. And when I was living in China, for example, the the treatment I got there, it was it was almost the reverse of it. It was ultimate. Mm. It, was, it was that kind of, you know, as you mentioned, when you went into the school, when you were showered with gifts, yeah, it was yeah. that kind of sense of, you know, oh, look, here he is. Here comes the man to help us speak properly, you know. And yeah, 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 it's, yeah. It's a, it's, yeah. it's a horrible position to be in with the mindset that I have, with the attitude that I have, you know. And, and in this place of advantage, we do need to, to, to use the advantage that we have and try and speak with other people. Now, I don't want to say for other people. No, I want to say with other people because these uh, these other people do have their voices and they do need to be heard. So maybe as amplifiers for the message is perhaps a a better way to put it. But certainly um, speaking for them is not is not all we need to do. But definitely speaking mm. with them. Um, mm. uh, now um, switching tracks ever so slightly. Um, in a few minutes, we're going to pop for our for our news and ad break. Um, but when we come back, we're really going to get to the crux of the matter. Um, we're going to get to we're going to get deep down and dirty with some poetry. Um, but I'd also not, like to, not not too dirty though. Not, well, <laughs> it's, it's purely PC. Everything yeah. ideal. 
It is, but you did you do have the wonderful poem "Plastic Not Fantastic," and that is very dirty. Yes, um, that is. That is, is a very, yeah. very. I do dirty have a poem, poem about mud as well. I'm, maybe I'll maybe I'll do. It's it's more of a performance number, but yeah, that, that's a very dirty poem. There you anyway, go. There's no double There's no there's no double entendres going exactly on. Exactly, there yeah, aren't. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the, before we do pop off for the the advert break um, and the the news break. Um, you're a mental health advocate. You know, you you speak about it, and and in your detention sessions that that are great. I, t- I attended one when I was not in a good place at all. Um, it certainly helped me get some things out that needed to be out that I couldn't have, shouldn't have kept inside because I was not in yeah. a great place in that moment. Um, yeah, so. What is the idea of, of your link of, with poetry and, and mental well-being? I think, it's, I think it's twofold, really. I think, firstly, um, you know, often we can feel a certain way or we can, we can uh, you know, think, think a certain way, and, but we might not be able to articulate the way that we feel, about, uh, you know, within any sort of given situation. Um, but poetry can, and it's almost like poetry can be your medicine. You know, it can be, there's, there's like, there's like a poem out there. And I actually bought a book for my, for my dad that was like, it was, it was like a, like the poetry pharmacy or something like that. It really kind of demonstrated it, but there's a poem out there to really articulate how you're feeling and to, to help you, um, understand things. I can read something for you in a bit that relates to that if you if you want because there's a poem that's a particular favourite of me, um, favourite favourite of mine that, that that demonstrates that. So so is so is that, and then also um, the actual writing of poetry um, is for me was absolutely instrumental when I was going through difficult times to for me to get my thoughts down on a page to. Um, to, to I suppose completely download them from my brain, my my saturated brain, downloading my in- mental inbox, putting something down, and then being able to to piece it together into some sort of form of writing that really helped me to understand how I was feeling about something and to to move forwards with it, you know. And I, I write I write loads of of poetry. Um, barely any of it will ever get heard because it is just for me and it's scribbled in a book or it might even just be like three three lines but they're three lines that are important to me that help me help me understand something and you've just you just held up your journal which is this you know a similar thing you know I know I go through a process of free writing I do it every day I do 10 minutes where I'm just writing just what's on my mind and often nothing from that will will become anything but what it is, is it's just a way for me to get my thoughts and my ideas down. And sometimes it's poetic. When I say poetic, it's the best words in the best order, or maybe it paints a picture. Sometimes it's just thoughts that need to come out of my brain. So it's twofold, really. It's that that kind of poetry as, as a medicine to help you understand things, and poetry as, a, as, a, as, a, as something to do in order to help, help you um, work through things does that make sense harry it really does it really does yeah. and that's one of the things like you mentioned that the journal there um that kind of free writing and 
yeah, all, the journaling, as it were, has like helped me so much like, since I've transitioned from being a um, an EOT consultant and a, a classroom teacher and a teacher trainer to being um, all of the hats that I am now, being uh, in in my kind of freelance environment. It's really helped me just just chill out from time to time because. Mm. Like there are times when I am just not chill. Um, I'm just frantic because I've got this project to do here and this project to do here. And then I've got renewable English going on. And it's like just so many different things that I need to do. Um, I, just, I need to chill sometimes. And just like just writing down what I'm thinking, writing down what I'm feeling has really helped me like a, a ridiculous amount, to be honest. So yeah. um, it's, uh, yeah, it's fantastic. We're going to get into that a little bit more very soon. Um, I'm going to go off for the, the news and the adverts. So you've got about four minutes if you need to nip off to the toilet or grab yourself no, another glass of water. I, I, I'm going to listen to the adverts, mate. I want someone to sell me something. There you go. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and the news as well. The news is fantastic as well. Um, no, I'm ignorant to that. I don't care what's going on in the world. I just want to buy stuff. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and that's exactly why we're in the position we are now. Um, <laughs> right then, here we go. Off for the news and from uh, a word from our sponsors. This is Teachers Talk Radio. And this is Teachers Talk Radio News with Megan Goods. This is your latest Teachers Talk Radio News. Schools are being told to stockpile dry and tinned foods in the event of an ongoing shortage. Food supply company ISS have issued the warning following the continued lack of HGV drivers in the UK. It is thought supply chain issues could last until February, with school kitchens being asked to have a two-week backup supply of non-perishable food products as a contingency plan. Education unions are pushing for the reinstatement of mask policies across schools. The latest statistics show that 1 in 15 children in school years 7 to 11 are estimated to have had COVID in the last seven days. The highest rate of positivity for any age group. Unions feel this leaves secondary schools particularly vulnerable. No action has been taken, but the new Education Secretary did not rule out the return to masks in classrooms. At a conference this week, Education Secretary Nadim Zahawi said there were not enough blackhead teachers working in English schools. He said he thinks it is critical that teaching is an inclusive profession where leadership teams reflect their communities. That was your latest Teachers Talk Radio News. And there we go. That was Teachers Talk Radio News. 
I'm going to take you off mute now there, Dave. There, was a, there are a few things in there that I think might, um, might interest you, to be honest. That, that you just nipped off at the start of it. In the, the news? One, yeah, in the news, I was, indeed. Mate, I, was, I, was listening, I was listening to the news. Oh, you were listening? I, I, I didn't want to, mate. I wanted someone to sell me something. There well, was, don't, I, don't, I, don't worry. I'm just trying to re-upload it, you see, because it doesn't, didn't seem to want to work the first oh, good. time. But, yeah, it, I, so. do, I do want to talk about something that was in that, was in that, in that news report. Um, but uh, so you're, 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 do you want to talk about that now? Go, let's quickly go for that while <laughs> I'm trying to deal with this. Can I ask you who compiles these news reports? Uh, we have various people that compile the news reports. All oh, right. It was, just, <laughs> it was just one of the reports that that, that schools are being told to stockpile tinned goods and other bits and bobs like that. Yeah, that was what I was, that that struck me so, as being so. Um, my question is, who who is telling these schools to stockpile stuff? Um, first of all, please don't. <laughs> please stop it. Uh, and, um, uh, like, what? where is this even coming from? Like, we all know, like, the minute you say to somebody, stockpile stuff, there's going to be a shortage. We get this panic, which we've seen with with uh with fuel like me kind of going out trying to just fill up my van a little bit so i could get to you know get to my destination not being able to get any diesel anywhere because people are going around with jerry cans you know filling filling it with jerry cans for their you know for their cars it's just it's crazy i I don't know i don't know who they are in that story (laughs) who the they because i'm pretty sure that the government you know uh Listen, I, I'm I'm not going to go into my, my political views or opinions, but there's some things with the, the, with the government that I don't agree with. <laughs> Quite a but few I'm, that I don't but, agree with. As but well. I'm pretty sure the government uh, will not be telling anybody to stockpile anything. <laughs> I, well, I, I'm, I, I really, I am genuinely curious as to where that that came from because that is, if it is the case, like if it is the case that there there is such a shortage, then. Um, can people not just say Brexit out loud? Um, because let's be honest, that's that's where the root of the the, the issue would have been. So um, yeah, that, that. you know, rather than saying there's an issue with HGV drivers, there's an issue with this. Yeah. There's no issue with HGV drivers. There are plenty of them. But yeah, let's not um, let's not go too deep into that one because that no. will be a rabbit hole that I will not no. be able to get out of. Um, like, there's only an hour left. Um, and it's there's like only an hour left. Brexit. And it's, but I tell, I, what I'm also worrying about is stockpiling of tins. Is what what are they going to be going for? Are they going to just, you know, are they, are they going to go for you know ingredients? Are they going to say, you know, what well, let's just keep it simple and we'll just get tin ravioli, we'll get tin beans. <laughs> like what's what's the uh, what's what's the what's the direction of the stockpiling? You know, if I was the if I was the boss in charge of stockpiling at school, <laughs> well, yeah, what would you go for? I'd have to go. I'd have to go for beans, mate. I'd have to just say, right, get the beans in hard. Do you I'm know you sure say I'm that? Sh- Do you want to hear something ironic? What? There are no beans here in Spain. Do you know why? I'm going to be brutal about it. It's because of Brexit. There are no beans. Like I used oh, to buy mate. my beans from the supermarket. Love beans. One of the few things I miss about the UK are definitely beans. Aren't any beans anymore? They've run out. 
No more well, beans. Because, because baked beans is like a British thing that you... It's a British thing that obviously oh, we have that? to pay huge customs on. Oh. Um, I've sent you the link to... Um, sent you the link to the story about the, the stockpiling. And in the meantime, oh, I'm going I'm to try the advert again and see how that's going. All right, um, good. I, I need to buy some stuff. So Wait, oh, there we go. With your phonics teaching. Did you know Oxford University Press now has three DFE-validated programmes to help you? Read Write Ink Phonics, Floppies Phonics, and the brand new Essential Letters and Sounds. Essential Letters and Sounds will get all your children reading well, quickly, using phonics books you may already have in your classroom. Developed by the Knowledge Schools Trust English Hub, it's affordable, easy to use, and makes teaching phonics with letters and sounds more effective. Whatever your school's phonics needs, Oxford has the solution. To find out more and receive support from your expert local educational consultant, visit oxfordprimary.com forward slash phonics. Hello everyone and welcome to the History Hotline, the hottest line for all things black history and beyond. I'm your host, Diana Lynn Cook, making space for honest conversations about black British, Caribbean and African history. Here to teach you all the things left out of your school books. Make sure you subscribe to the History Hotline on all good podcast platforms. Follow us on social media at the History Hotline on Instagram and at the History HL on Twitter to find out about new upcoming episodes. Do you struggle with people pleasing? Is it a constant battle managing different and difficult personalities? Why not inspire, challenge and empower your team through the Mal CPD Essential Coaching Skills for School Leaders course? Or gain practical skills to become a strong and compassionate leader through the assertive leadership and the emotionally intelligent leader courses? All Mal CPD courses are accredited by the Institute of Leadership and Management. Find out more at www.malcpd.com. There we go, and we are we are back. Um, we we used to have a, a sponsor talking about stationery. So my direct question would then be to my guests: What's your favourite item of stationery? But um, we don't have that sponsor anymore. But I'm still going to ask you the question: What is your mm. favourite item of stationery? It'd be a, it'd be a pen actually, if because I can never find one. So. Um... <laughs> I'm showing you a pen right now. I've got, I have got a pen on my desk, but it's not a very good one. I don't like it, um, and I always seem to have. A, I have a pen. I was like, oh, I really like this pen. I found it, and then it just it goes somewhere. And my wife comes into my office often and says, "Where's your? Why haven't you got any pens in this office? It makes no sense." I was like, "I know it does make no sense. Why haven't I got any pens?" Um, so yeah, I suppose I suppose with a pen. I mean, what else is it going to be? What else is anyone else going to prefer? Mate, I, I love post its. It's a bit wasteful, though, isn't it? It's a bit wasteful. It, it is wasteful. It is wasteful, but it's also useful. Um, of all yeah. the things, it, this is one of my big crises that I, you know, um, it, it's one of my addictions that I struggle to shake, like with eggs. So I would be, I'd be a vegan if it weren't for eggs. Um, I love eggs, but well, I've found need, a place. You need an omelette. You need an omelette. Make fried egg sandwich. I cannot beat yes. a fried egg Make, sandwich. Yes. So good, so good. I've got I've a poem about fried egg sandwiches, actually. You have not. I do, yeah. That, I, I'd like to. Do you know? Can you remember it? I can remember. I don't want to. I don't want to sidetrack you off what you're what you're doing now. What you're saying. Oh, okay. Well, all I was going to say was I've got. A, there's a farmer who lives well on the farm that's about a minute and a half from my house, and he's got chickens. So 
they are um i can literally see the chickens where i get oh. the eggs from so it's not a you know as far as being a vegan is concerned i'm not quite there i'm mainly plant-based but plus yeah. eggs oh yeah, you can't beat Friday. Yeah, so I'll do my poem about Friday sandwiches. Um, I've got a kind of like a suite of different poems that all start with the line, ain't nothing better than. And it's all food-based. Um, one of them, for example, is ain't nothing better than Bovril on toast. I can't really remember that one. But, um, yeah, this one's this one's called Ain't Nothing Better Than a Friday Sandwich. And when I do perform this, I put a big e echo on my voice um to give it real gravitas so you've got to imagine when i introduce it i've got echo and it started this fried egg sandwich that's my echo ain't nothing better than a fried egg sandwich quick easy tasty i like mine cooked on both sides that way when i bite into it the yolk doesn't dribble down my top. Best of all, when the fried egg's in a pan, looks like a sunshine. The end. There you go. Um, I'm more of a, I'm a sunny side up kind of guy myself. I, I like to, you know, when I, when I start my fried egg sandwich, I explode the yolk first to let it dribble down throughout the sandwich. Mm. Um, so it, it, it prevents spillage. Yeah, I think no, you're I very. In fact, I, I can show you a plate now. Um, for all those listeners out there, I'm showing Dave a plate, and there's there are crumbs on there that you can see, but he cannot see a splodge of yolk. Yeah, I don't. I don't like that yolk. What I like to do is I like to cook cook my egg on both sides, and then I stab stab the, <laughs> I stab the middle and then I and then let it ooze out a bit and then I cook it a little bit more so I'm kind of just just left with a little bit of ooziness just a just a tiny bit just enough because I could not bear that going anywhere and I've got I'm very particular on the bread of a fried egg sandwich it's got to be um I'm not going to say cheap because uh I do, can can I name can I name bread on this can I <laughs> You're gonna get like I don't know your favorite your favorite bread brand. What's your what is your favorite bread it, brand? Well, I would ideally like Warburton's Warburton's bread, white bread. Okay. I don't want vi I don't want vitamins in my fried yeah. sandwich. <laughs> Warburton's bread or or Aldi do a hooky version of Warburton's. I think it's just called Toasty. Um, the I've not decided whether I like more, but it's more kind of like I like it like pillow soft bread, you know. Okay, so yeah, that's all I like. And then I I like also to to have mayonnaise on it, and I put Maggie sauce. Do you know Maggie sauce? Yeah, yeah. Maggie seasoning, and then chili sauce as well. I'm a, I'm definitely a sweet chili man, but when I'm cooking my my fried egg, I always put garlic granules on it while it's cooking. Oh yeah, nice. It just adds a nice little bit of uh, nice, nice, nice little bit of flavour. Now I bet that's something the listeners were not expecting today. <laughs> Our favourite egg recipes. I should well, have put that in the. Uh, I could put that in I, the description at the end. I could probably do another another hour of egg egg based egg based recipes. Mate, <laughs> I tell you what, the the Spanish omelette is um, is probably my favourite egg based food. Mm. Um, 
that with the the span the tortilla española, the, yeah, which nice. is basically um, potatoes, onions, and, and eggs. But yeah, they're uh, what? What a combination! Exactly. What's I just can't believe it doesn't exist yeah. in, in other countries. I mean, yeah. it's like the ultimate trio, mm. um, the, the trio for victory. But yeah. Anyway, I've uh, I've divulged somewhat. Um, I've digressed. Digress, that's the word, yeah. There you go. You haven't, um, div- you haven't divulged enough no, of eggs. But no, exactly. We cannot divulge. We have digressed. We've digressed, yeah. We've, we've divulged a little, but we haven't digressed. Uh, we have digressed. We've not divulged enough. Who knows? We've talked about eggs more than we probably should have. Um, but what I'd like to, to go back to now, so you mentioned um, we talked about uh, free writing and poetry um, and I, I said how going to your, your courses and, and working together with you, actually, um, on Renewable English kind of really opened my eyes to a lot of these things and, you know, journaling. And I know that um, there's a lot of teachers who, who suffer from burnout. Um, mm. I'm sure you experienced that in your, in your position. Oh, most um, definitely, yeah. Here in Spain, at first, it's really not bad. But from so January the seventh is when the second term starts, and it goes until all the way through until there's no half term basically. Right. So some years it will go from January the seventh until the fifteenth of April, mm. with like no no days off, no breaks, mm. Mm. nothing. So you've just got that solid just months of of working, and mm. Mm. you know I think it's a, a would be a great place for this kind of activity to come into schools. Now, mm. teachers feel burnout, but the students really feel it as well. It's um, You can really see in your students that they're flagging when they're, they, you know, they're not, they don't have enough like enrichment and creativity. And here in Spain, the, the idea of creativity in class is, you know, it's it's very very limited we don't have drama mm. here mm. we maybe have one hour of music a week if the school's lucky mm. um there's quite a lot of pe which is good but but yeah it's all it's all exams it's all work it's all classroom even as much as science is done in the classroom so your chemistry lesson whereas we would have it as youngsters we'd go to the lab mm. and we'd learn about chemistry through chemicals and, mm. you know, and reactions. Here it's, it's done entirely on the whiteboard. So it's all there. You know, it's chemical reactions drawn up on the whiteboard. I mean, I want to see magnesium on fire. You know, I want to do the... Uh, that's, that's, yeah. what, that's what I love about chemistry. I, but I, I, I remember that in school, you know, like setting fire to magnesium or, or, or burning a peanut. There was yeah. a lot of burning of peanuts to Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and we I swear we I swear we used to burn peanuts every year. Um I don't really know what I learned from it. Um it was good. Don't get me yeah. wrong, I enjoyed it. Uh so but Doritos is another good thing to burn. Yeah, we never bur- I never burned that, but I suppose it's the chemical change, isn't it? Chemical reactions. It's seeing seeing the you're not gonna learn that from a textbook, are you? Well, no, you're not, learn, certainly not going to learn it from the board. Irreversible um, changes. And no, not no exactly. Anyway. No. And what I love about so I've I've looked at you know I'm I'm a I'm a big fan of yours and a follower of yours, um, and it just like just seeing you can see it in the stills, in the captions, in the shots. You can see the delight amongst the kids like while they're in there and. 
And like you mentioned poetry to a student, they would, you know, their immediate thought would be, you know, traditional poetry. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, your yeah. your old school, your classics, which like don't get me wrong, I've I've no battle, no beef with your classics, but you're not gonna grab a seven year old, eight year old's attention with, with that kind of thing. No. And the way yours come in there and you've got your your style of poetry. And I remember you talking um, about being likened to being better than Eminem. Which I yes. thought was fantastic that yes, you're not was, you know you're not seen told. as you're not seen as as a as a boring old poet. You're no. seen as being this kind of you're a rapper, you're a musician, and you've got all these things. And and the, the fact that, that kids and, and, and teachers can see that this guy, you know, identifies as a poet. He is a poet, but he has all these other strings to his bows. I can really encourage this amongst their amongst their students. Mm. Yeah, it's, I mean that's 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 why I deliver poetry in the way I do, and because I, I, I want them to, like it for me. I love going somewhere where everyone hates poetry. That's the, that's my best crowd. <laughs> that's my best crowd because the, then I've got to got to work even harder for them to go. Oh, you know, actually, yeah, poetry's not pretty good, um, and that's that's the reason why I do what I do because I want I want to get. I want to get everybody engaged with it, not just to, to enjoy it, but so they can have a go themselves. Um, and I, you know, I do it in such a way, um, you know, so I, I, I use beatboxing, I play different instruments, I use loopers, um, use different musical samples. So it's like a proper show, you know. And when I'm when I am, you know, delivering a performance, you know, I say to the kids, listen, this is not a recital. You know, you don't have to sit down and, and, and be quiet, although their teachers often want them to. <laughs> I'm like, you don't have to do that. You know, like, uh, you know, I'm sure some of you might want to heckle me at some point. You probably won't because I'm just going to be too good. You're only going to want to cheer, you know. So, uh, and, and and they kind of they kind of get this permission to go, oh, so this is something that I'm just going to actually really enjoy, you know. And depending on what it is, I, I use you know, active, um, active literacy. So I get them up and I get them moving and I get them part of it. Um, and, and, um, it's by the end of it, I say, well, now you can go home. You can tell your mum and your dad, your grand, your grandpa, your snail, your goldfish, everyone that you love poetry, you know, you've enjoyed it. And that's, and that's what it's about. It's about having that, um, just getting them infused, getting them engaged with it. You know, that's, that's what I want to do. That's it. I love it. Um, and something that I actually, I really love as well. Actually, I'm gonna I'm doing a I do storytelling in the evenings on on Wednesdays. So right after this, I've got storytelling with some with some seven and eight year olds. Um, and today, well, last week I did the the Smeds and the Smooths, and today I'm going with an absolute classic, um, the Gruffalo. The Gruffalo is like, a good one. It's yeah. I love it just because you know it has all the different animals. You can do all the different voices. You, you know. And it just, I love that that beat. I love the rhyming couplets. And yes, yeah. It was something the other night I went into, to, my, my daughter wasn't sleeping very well. And she was like, can you just, you know, just sing me a lullaby? I was like, well, I don't really know many lullabies. So I started off just into something. And it just ended up turning into rhyming couplets, just, you know, and and it just seemed to to roll off really easily, and yeah, it's the kind yeah. of thing that you can yeah. just you can really get into. You can really get a good rhythm of it, and yeah. 
I don't know. You can find words to rhyme with almost anything. Well, well, that well, that's part of it as well. And and so, I mean, I really like hip hop music, rap music. That's all I've been listening to this afternoon is is um is UK hip hop. I just can't get enough of it. It seems it seems to me that that the scene in the UK is um very intelligent in terms of its in terms of its wordplay and its metaphors and its similes and everything that it creates. But um. You know, I, the, the the with with that that sort of thing and those couplets and, and and words, it is about playing. It is about creativity, and and that's one of the best things about it. You know, it's not. Um, you know, for me, like writing poetry is not a case of right. We've got to hit these targets. <laughs> but hit these targets. We've got to use these skills. You know, it's not about that. It's about getting ideas on a page, and playing with them. You know, and and that really kind of, you know, sets up sets us apart from from from, uh, you know, from from people that are creative and people that aren't being creative. You know, like you, the only way you can be creative is if you if you play. You know, and if you play, you 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 learn. You learn from play. Um, that's that's what most schooling should be. It should be about playing and about learning and playing from experience. You know, so I'm really pleased you're going there and you. And you, you're rapping to your, to your daughter, and you're and you're and you're playing with words because, you know, when you're when you're in that moment as well, and we talk about this this idea of you know this word mindfulness is banded around all the time. Let's do some mindfulness. You know, I didn't really mm-hmm. understand what mindfulness was until my wife explained that it's like the opposite of mindless. You know, like if you're watching a TV show like Married at First Sight, for example, <laughs> like do you ever seen that? It's proper mindless. You know, I'm watching it. I watch it and I quite enjoy it. It's really mindless. It demands nothing on me. Well, mindful is the is the opposite of that. When you're really engaged in something, like really, really engaged in it, you know, you're enjoying it and you're engrossed in it. And and playing with words is the same thing. It's it's that level of mindfulness that that gives gives that moment in time purpose. But the purpose isn't the end product. The purpose is in doing so itself. Which is the most important thing? Yeah, I mean, you, you talk about mindfulness. We had uh, a, a colleague of mine from the Pearson and BBC Live classes, uh, Vanessa. She came on the start of September, and we talked a bit about mindfulness. And she's my kind of mindfulness guide. You know, I see on social media, and there have been again small things that she's mentioned that you know have, have again really helped with with my you know mental health and with my you know just being able to to disconnect and stuff and it's you know when i take the dog for a walk it don't take your phone right mm. why, why do you need your phone and go mm. out there you know i take the dog out every morning um first thing and i can walk up to the water tower at the end of the road and i can see the sunrise over the city if i want i mm, nice nice it's you know that's a privilege that you know i should be enjoying you know and not go up there Oh, let's see what's happened on Facebook overnight while everybody was sleeping. Like it's not, you know. Oh, how many likes I know, have I got? I know. It's, I know. It's it's something that, you know, as a as a freelancer, that I am so involved with the internet. It's, it's actually something that came up in my my free writing today. It's actually the first thing that came up in my free writing today. Free free writing today. Um, it actually says, "Can't put it down." How many likes? Is this good content? I'm speaking to him. She's speaking to me. Do I post now? What's good engagement? Um, there's so much to post. There's so many places to post. But is anyone listening? Like that was the 
that's the first paragraph of my nice of what I wrote today of my free writing. So it sounds to me like you've got some there's some real poetic moments in there um, that you could d- develop into something almost a, 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 a mantra, as it were, like you could memorize and say before you were going to pick up your phone. And the last que- the last bit there, the question is anybody listening? You know, kind of really sums up the the the, the value of it. Um, and that's not to like completely devalue Facebook or the internet or anything, because I think it has got. I think it does have some purposes, but I think I think like rather rather there the question is anybody listening could be developed to should anybody be listening now, you know? Yeah. Or should sh- sh- should I care if anybody's listening? Right I think now? yeah. Like I think that's the if you're at the water the tower, you know. Yeah, and that's that was another thing with like. So my wife's a photographer, um, and so so much of her work is based on social media, based in social media, um, and it, you know she needs to be seen. She needs to have this engagement. She needs to have these likes, and and when she has like an incredible photo, like she's super talented. I've never met a photographer that has an eye like that. Mm-hmm. You know, she doesn't have all the greatest equipment. She's, you know, she's doing a training course at the moment to, to like improve, to upskill herself. Um, but like some of the photos that she sees, I don't know how she sees it. She's absolutely incredible. And if she posts a photo like that, and obviously she's posted it maybe at the wrong time or, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, she hasn't engaged yeah. with the right people. So it's come yeah. out and, and it will come back and she'll have 50 or 60 likes and it will yeah. just be like, she'll just be really disappointed and it's like I under, completely understand because mm-hmm. I do the same with if I make a reel for Instagram or something like mm-hmm. that and there have been a couple that I've posted that have had two, three, four thousand views and then I made one the other day and I was like spent ages making it. I was like this is brilliant posted it had like 300 views yeah, like, yeah. I'd obviously just posted it at the wrong time yeah, um, it yeah. had the wrong song on it and yeah should anybody be listening I don't know well should they like what of what benefit is it to them that, that I was talking about different time zones and how confusing it is? Well, I'm sure, you know, let's, let's, let's not devalue that. Cause I think that's important. I, I did, I did a poetry show the other week and I could, <laughs> I could not work out. It was in America. I could not work out when I was supposed to do it. <laughs> Cause it was, you know, so there's, there's value in terms of, in terms of those time zones. But I think, um, I think the point is, is that, um, you know, we, we really we really need to question whether when we're using our our, our phones and symbols like that is is the is the right point to do it. But I think going back to your your free writing there, I think you've got that's that's the wonder of free writing. It really allows you to sit down and reflect really and and uh, reflect on choices that you've made and how you might decide to move move your life in a different direction. I really like today's one was was really really cathartic. Um, it was really it was it was mainly focused on my work. Um, you know, it's got in here. My ideas are great. It's got amazing potential, but I need more time. You know, building a course, writing a book. I love my job, but I love my family more. Like you know, it's got that kind of aspect mm, to it, and mm, mm. it's stuff like: is it free work or is it promotion? Um, do this course, do that course. See this coach, see that coach. You need a coach. No coach, no money, no money, no house, you know, all that, you know, as if, if I'm sure you've seen on Facebook, constant posts about coaches everywhere. I think everyone is a coach. Like anyone who isn't 
there, like, instant. There's so many coaches out there. Yeah, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of coaches. It's not to devalue coaches. No, right? it's not. Uh, I think coaches have their their place. I really do. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't personally now become a become a coach because I see so many other people who are coaches. So that wouldn't. That wouldn't be. Uh, I wouldn't be jumping into that labour market. Much like I wouldn't decide to become a hairdresser because there's too many barbers down, <laughs> down my local area. And that's not where the money money is uh, it's been made. Let's, let's be straight here that money isn't the, uh, the source of all happiness, but um, it, it, it does help somewhat. It does. It really does. That was something else I focused on a bit more like later on. Um, you know, because like, I, I, I did have a, a meeting with a coach recently um, and she was talking about, you know, we don't charge you till you get your first 5K customer and talking about this, you know, 5K this and then get another 5K. Don't you want this? Don't you want that? And I was like, honestly, like, f- for me, with, it, as with Renewable English, with with that message, yes, I want to be self-sufficient. You know, I'm, I, I want to be able to be able to pay my mortgage and so on and so forth. But m- more important for me is is the message, you know, the message of, you know, being greener, being teachers, teaching their students, being amplifiers again of that green message. For me, that's what's more important. I want, you know, if I get a job, an opportunity to speak to 5,000 people in Latin America that, that pays 50 euros, then I'll do it because I would like those 5,000 people to do it. Whereas mm. if I get an opportunity to go and speak to three different people for, you know, 150 euros, I'd take the the 5,000 people in an instant yeah, over the more impact. Yeah, but exactly. Because yeah. I want yeah. there to be more impact. I want yeah. it to, I want the message to be carried. I want it. I want to be able to help teachers help students you know i want to get that message across i want there to be another generation of activists um and you know we we look at the news we see we see greta and everyone thinks you know all teenagers are like that well they're not it's an incredibly small percentage you know you can look on instagram and you can see a few here and there that are are making waves and making noises but we need more people like that so yeah for me it's it's more about the impact um, but yeah, anyway, after that, my free ride went on to, I didn't do exercise, feel guilty. I didn't have a long enough walk, feel guilty. Didn't write my journal, feel guilty. Uh, I didn't do enough work. I did too much work. I feel guilty. Time to switch off, time to chill out. Like, you know, it gets into that kind of mode. Yeah. Dude, you've got a lot of guilt there. There, there, guilt. Was a, there, there was a, there was a period today where, where I felt, I felt guilty. That was actually... Yeah. So I did, the first part of it was I wrote all about business and then like, I, I kind of stopped for a bit, went down and sat down and my back started to hurt because yeah. you know, I was in this chair. Um, and yeah, so in that moment, I was like, I was just thinking about the things that when I get into that loop and what I wanted yeah. to do was get it out there yeah. and not have it. I, th- I think I think like certainly from free writing, that's one of the best things that, and, and journaling is that it, it all these thoughts that are in your head they you by putting them onto the page you very often don't then allow them to kind of um, remunerate back around your head you know they they're, they're when they're on there they're hopefully they're gone certainly within the short within the short term um you know and if you're dealing with a lot of anxiety all the time 
not you necessarily, but just to generally people, you know, if you deal with anxiety and worry, you know, which I, which I have done, um, and you, you kind of get those get those thoughts onto your page, you, you then kind of go, oh, yeah, it's not actually as bad as I thought it was. <laughs> yeah, well... You know, I can, I can keep going. It, it was great. Um, so it kind of ended up with... My, my wife's off to Madrid tomorrow. She's going to take some pictures in Madrid. She's going for a few days. Um, but it ended off here with, you know, the sun is shining on the solar power, on the solar panels, because we've had solar panels installed re recently, making a difference, eating well, working hard. Um, life as a freelancer is scary and filled with guilt, but at least I'm my own boss, um, or am I just selling my soul to the highest bidder? So it was really, really positive until that absolute last sentence there. Um, cause I'm not, I, I know in myself that I'm not doing that. Um, I know I'm not just selling myself to the highest bidder. Um, I'm, I, I, I'm certainly trying not to. Yeah. Unless anyone's got a massive bid. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking massive. Yeah. I'm happy to sell to to the highest bidder. Wherever you are, higher bidder. <laughs> you know, I'll work for five eggs. <laughs> Free range. Free range. Yes, please. Free range um, organic eggs only. Exactly. Ten eggs. We Ten eggs, I'll do anything. <laughs> there you go. One camel. Um, yeah. No eggs, though. Um, we're going to nip off for another um, news and ad break. We will be back, and we're going we're gonna to close with some of your favourite poetry. Um, oh, that'd and, be great, yeah. Yeah, which I would love to hear some of your favourite poems from, from other poets, to be honest, um, and maybe some of your own as well. Yeah, we can do that. I've got that'd a, be lovely. A, we'll have a little mini poetry show, but yeah, I've got some lo lovely, lovely bits to... Uh, to read and share that'd be great fantastic well we'll be back in about three or four minutes all right nice one uh one moment guys it's just stopped working there which is tricky uh, it worked before but now it's stopped working again so um well that's interesting let's try adding that again um, there we go. No luck. There, there are no dice when it comes to. That's very strange that that stopped working. Um, I'm going to quickly upload it again. Um, I've never had this issue before. I have to say. Um, I'm just going to quickly check this one out. I'm having some real fun with the audio today, Mister Mister Word. I've put you on mute, mate, so I couldn't hear you as you were walking away. I'm a terrible person. I'll unmute you now. Um, yeah, I'm having some real fun issues today with the uh, with the the audios. Is there no news then? There will be news, and there will be adverts. Nothing else is happening. There's stockpiling, stockpiling going on. Nothing else is happening. Exactly. They've stopped and our there's audios. no, there's nothing else to buy in the world. You could buy some phonics. There's still phonics available. There are phonics available. There are absolutely <laughs> phonics available. Uh, I don't know what's happened. I've uh, I've, I've deleted them and re-added them, and they just they just don't want to play. They're not having fun with me today. Oh, can you hear that? I can't hear anything. No. no well, I can hear not. you. I can hear. Oh, okay. I can hear you. But let's see how that's working. No, they're they're not working in the program at all. Um, 
I did not have a contingency plan for this as it uh, it worked perfectly the last time. So I was fully expecting it to work perfectly. More fool me, to be honest. Um, I should perhaps have been better prepared for for that. So we will just remind you, according to the Daily Mail and the Daily Telegraph, um, head teachers are being warned that they should be stockpiling food. Um, there have been an increased number of cases, so masks might be brought back, um, which I would like to quickly talk about. Masks have never gone away here um, in Spain. We Masks have been in the classroom since last September, since we returned to full-time schooling. There have been no other lockdowns. Um, so, yeah, um, that's something that's very interesting. But one of the sponsors of this show is Oxford University Press. And if you need support with your phonics teaching, Oxford University Press now has three DFE-validated programs to help you. Read, Write, Ink Phonics, Floppies Phonics, and the brand new Essential Letters and Sounds. Essential Letters and Sounds will get your children reading well quickly using phonics books you may already have in your classroom. Developed by the Knowledge Schools Trust English Hub, it's affordable, easy to use, and makes teaching phonics with letters and sounds more effective. To find out more about these programs and receive support from uh, your uh, OUP expert, local educational consultant, visit www.oxfordprimary.com forward slash phonics. Um, another one now, this is something that um, that Dave was, was mentioning earlier, actually, well, something along these lines, was that one of the show's sponsors is the History Hotline podcast. The History Hotline podcast is the hottest thing for all things black history and beyond. Um, a space to have honest conversation about black history and how it impacts the world we live in. The History Hotline podcast explores some of the facets of black history ignored by mainstream, uh, your teachers and the textbooks. Check out the podcast by following the History Hotline on all good podcast platforms. And finally, um, our final sponsor from our very own Mal, she is fantastic, um, Mal CPD. Uh, if you struggle with people-pleasing uh, and find it a constant battle to manage different and difficult personalities, uh, then why not challenge and empower your team through the Mal CPD Essential Coaching Skills for School Leaders course. Alternatively, gain practical skills uh, and become a strong and compassionate leader through the Assertive Leadership Emotionally Intelligent Leader course all Mal CPD courses are accredited by the Institute of Leadership and Management. Find out more at malcpd.com. So there we go, Dave. You had your news and you had your adverts. Oh, mate. It was much, um, you reading it was much, much better. Oh, uh, much different. Let's say different. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't know the other person. Uh, she she did all right. Don't get me wrong. It was all a bit dramatic. The music was a bit dramatic, you know, trying to prescribe me how I should feel. Uh, about the stockpiling, you know, yours was a kind of a more, more leveled, leveled way of, uh, of of giving it to me, um, and I, I appreciated that. You know, I didn't feel I need to go and panic buy any beans. Um, if you do get any, I'd ask you to post them over. But there's a massive like cost of um, of bean tax of well, customs, yeah, customs. The we bean, bought a bag the bean from, tax. Bought a bag from the UK the other day, um, a photography bag, because there's a fantastic independent store in London. You know, I know it's not shopping locally, but it's a local shop. It's an independent shop that use vegan leather. Um, and they sent it over 
not knowing about these new like customs rules, obviously, thanks to good old Brexit. And on top of the fee, they wanted to charge us an extra 80 euros. So, oh. yeah. So if you're sending anything abroad now, be warned, either put the price of what it is to be much lower than it is yeah, or man. send very small packages. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, you're talking about, um, about black, black history there because obviously it's, it's, it is Black History Month. And um, one of the one of the poet poet guys I, I know he he sort of raised a good point where he feels like every every uh, month should be Black History Month, which I you know I, I completely agree with that that actually there should be more to represent women and and um, and people from different ethnicities. Um, we 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 don't really do enough, but it is it is good that we you know we we raise. Raise more of an understanding of what's going on, but I wanted to share something with you that I, I read a cracking book uh, by um, uh, I can't even remember his name now. Uh, he did a brief history of time. No, he didn't. That was Stephen Hawking. That's Stephen no. Hawking. What's his name? And he did a good book about uh, Bill Bryson. There we go. It's Bill Bryson. Anyway, Bill Bryson wrote a book. Um, I think it was about nineteen twenty. It was about nineteen twenty-seven. I think it's happened in nineteen twenty-seven. But it talked about the the inventor of one of my favourite bits of food. A lot of stuff I talk about is food. The inventor of of the crisp, uh, or in America, chips. Mm-hmm. The inventor of chips uh, was was a, an African American, um, and he had a, an excellent name. His name was the inventor of crisps, an African American. His name was George Crumb. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant! What an excellent name. That is fantastic. What an excellent name. And uh, and he, he invented the crisps because he was working in a restaurant and a guy uh, kept, like, giving him, like, you know, fried potatoes or whatever. Um, and the, the customer kept saying that the potatoes were too soggy. So he thought, right, I'm going <laughs> to... I'm going to get these as thin as possible and as crisp as possible so he can't moan. And he served these up and this guy loved it. And the, and the crisp was born oh, wow. by, George, by George Crumb. So, I love um, it. So there we go. It's got a, got a cracking story to it. That is a great um, story. Yeah. So there we go. And now, without further ado, would you would you like to share some poetry with our I'd listeners? Love to share, I'd love to share some poetry. And um, I, I, ha- I have a book here. It's you can see it, but it's called "Tell Me the Truth About Life." And this was a, 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 an anthology of poetry, a uh, hundred poems that matter, and it was put together for um, National Poetry Day, which was it was last week. Um, uh, I think it generally falls on the seventh of October. Um, but this was a couple of years ago, and I, uh, I found this this poem in there. What I will say is a lot of the poems in this book I don't like. <laughs> uh, and and I think that's the great thing about poetry is 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 that um, there are things written, and you kind of go, I don't really like that, but somebody must because it's been published. So I, I like to read it there because I like to understand what it is that doesn't work for me. It's not so much what I don't like. But anyway... Um, there's a there's a book in here. Uh, there's a poem in here by a poet called Jack Gilbert, um, and uh, he died in 2012. And um, the poem is called uh, "Failing and Flying." Now, what I will say is my interpretation of this, and uh, you can all have our own interpretation. But my interpretation of this is is, is that this is a is a poem about relationships, 
But for me, it transcends that and it talks about more life mm -hmm. experience, essentially. So I'll read it for you. It's called Failing and Flying by Jack Gilbert. Everyone forgets that Icarus also flew. It's the same when love comes to an end or the marriage fails and people say they knew it was a mistake. Everybody said it would never work, that she was old enough to know better. But anything worth doing is worth doing badly. Like being there by that summer ocean on the other side of the island while love was fading out of her. The stars burning so extravagantly, those nights that anyone could tell you they would never last. Every morning she was asleep in my bed, like a visitation, the gentleness in her like antelope standing in the dawn midst. Each afternoon I watched her coming back through the hot stony field after swimming, the sea light behind her and the huge sky on the other side of that. Listen to her while we ate lunch. How can they say the marriage failed? Like the people who came back from Provence and said it was pretty, but the food was greasy. I believe Icarus was not failing as he fell, but just coming to the end of his triumph. I see, yeah, I, see, I like it. Yeah, I, I just think for me, the... Uh, the, the 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 last the last well it's the first and the last line um the the idea of the you know icarus that actually you know they they forget that he that he flew yeah <laughs> they forget what he did achieve exactly just everybody's and, just remembers and, he was maybe a, took it a bit too far but yeah, he still and, managed to fly and actually for anybody who's been in a relationship and that relationship was broken up they focus on this breakup and potentially not what they achieved in this relationship. And certainly for me, when I left, I read that just as I was leaving being a head teacher and, and questioning, you know, whether I was kind of almost a failure for, for leaving and that, that there transformed that for me. It said to me, no, that's not, not the case at all. You know, um, you, you achieved a lot. You are leaving now, but, um, yeah, I, I absolutely love that poem. And it is about relationships, it was certainly my interpretation, but for me it transcends transcends that. And there, if there's any other time when you're coming to the end of something and it feels like you're focused on the end, don't so much focus on the end, focus on what you achieved within within it. So that's that is it's funny you say that. And as like, you know, as in my position as a as a freelancer, so not necessarily just renewable English, but some of the projects I've worked on with uh, with Pearson, for example, speak up for sustainability that I was feeling really sad as it was coming to an end, like really, really sad. Um, just because I'd enjoyed it so much, you know, it was something that really, like, it, it in Spanish we say llenar, which means like filled, mm -hmm. like, fulfilled. There you yeah, go. Yeah, it fulfilled yeah, me. Yeah, like fulfilled, it was, yeah. it was, it was what I wanted to be doing. It was, it had teaching, it had materials making, it had content creation. Um, had all of these different aspects involved in it. So when it was coming to an end, I, I got really like, you know, that kind of existential crisis you feel when you finish watching your favourite TV series or you come into the end of a book. Yeah, yeah. I got that horrible feeling, but then I just thought, hang on, what? look at what we've actually achieved here. You know, yeah, look, yeah. look at where we've come, look at what we've created. And maybe the, maybe the, the, the project is finished, but now the project is finished. 
So the project has finished, but it is finished now. It is something there that has been created that can be used. It's a resource that can be used the world over. And, mm. and we're going to be moving forward with the live classes and, and you know, presenting it to, to various people. So it's done and, and I've created it and I'm not working with that team anymore who are an incredible team. I think that was the thing that really got me the most was, you know, the, the, the workmates I gained out of it. Um, mm. Mm. But just to look back and see that what, what I achieved, I mean, it's not the same as the poem because it wasn't a failure um, no, no. as they're trying to, they're trying, you know, obviously the poem Icarus wasn't a failure. He was just maybe overambitious, mm. um, flew too close to the sun. Uh, but everyone forgets that he flew. Exactly. It <laughs> still no, flew. And nobody else, nobody else had done that. You know? No. So yeah, yeah. You probably need to remember that. Um, yeah, and yeah, is that a good point about in relationships as well, or in a job? Um, that yeah, it's it's not necessarily a failure. It's just finished. Finished. Yeah. And shall again, I read another one. Shall I read another yeah, one? Please yeah. do. Feel free to read one of your own if so, you like. I, I, I might do one of mine in a minute, but I'm going to read. Okay. I'm going to read this one. This is from one of my favourite poets, Benjamin Zephaniah. Oh, I love Benjamin Zephaniah. Yeah, and um, he is—he actually presented the Elton the the Elton Awards in 2019, which are the oh, nice. the ELT Awards. He yeah. is incredible. Yeah, he's 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 brilliant. But, uh, this uh, so this book this is from Funky Chickens, which this book is basically falling apart because it's been read so much. And and um, you know, reading this to a class of kids, um, this book kind of made me realise how you could really engage young people with words and language through, through poetry. Uh, and I, I love this one. This is called, this is called the wrong song. Your house is falling down around your feet and you got gotten out to eat. Don't worry. Be happy. Your fish have drowned. You wear a frown, you search, but you don't own a pound. Don't worry. Be happy. You ain't got nowhere to play. Just balconies and motorways. Don't worry. Be happy. You meet someone you really like, they tell you to get on your bike. Don't worry, be happy. You're on your bike and all is fine. You get caught up in a washing line. Don't worry, be happy. You go to school, the school is gone, the government put pressure on. Don't worry, be happy. Your tea is dry, your ice is hot, your head is tied up in a knot. Don't worry, be happy. You worry because you're hurrying, and you hurry because you're worrying. Don't happy, be worried. The end. <laughs> I love that man. I just think it's really. Uh, I whenever I do that to the class, they join. Then you know they kind of got it that it would be ending with "Don't worry, be happy," and then they'd, they'd, uh, they'd end with that as well. Um, so that was that was a bit Benjamin Zephaniah. Uh, and I'm gonna, it's this this other one that somebody else is I'm going to read is um, is uh, by someone called John Kitching, and I found this the other day, and I, I just I loved it. But I was I've been charged with reading at someone's retirement party a poem about retirement. Well, I was asked to write one, and I just couldn't because I was too busy writing about Super Mario at the time that I just <laughs> was not, not. I just couldn't. And I said to him, I said, listen, I'm sure someone else has got a poem about retirement. It's much better. So I'll just read someone else's. And 
And so this is kind of not even really about retirement, but it's about this idea of freedom and being free. So it's loosely about retirement, I suppose. Um, but it's about like free verse poetry, you know, like when you've not got like a, a form or a rhyme or anything else like that. And I just thought it was absolutely wicked. So uh, this is by John Kitchen. It's called I'm Free. This is what's sometimes called free verse. Free verse need not rhyme, although from time to time it may. It's not the same as weary prose, which flutters through your letterbox each day in an advert after advert or in the daily news. You may catch a steady pulse in every line, or you may not. Some lines may, like the last, be shortened to the point. Others, like this, may wander on and on and the poet thinks most fit. Free verse is not, as some think, a lazy way to write. To do it well takes care. Words and thoughts must match, must be well carved. But it seems to me sometimes that without the tidy shape of rhythms, lines and rhymes, free verse, though it may have wise things to say, is harder than other verse to hold forever in the head. Perhaps that's why older folk prefer rhymed verse instead. That's the end of that one. I just, think, I just loved it. I thought it was really good. So that's that's the end of my recital from, from other people's poems. Uh, do you would you want do you want to hear hear one of mine? I would I would love to hear one of yours. I mean, I, actually, I'd love for the listeners to hear one of yours. Yes, I've heard yes, quite yes. a few of yours. So, um, in fact, well, I'd also love to hear one of yours because I imagine it may be one I've not heard before. Okay. Uh, being as being as this is a a, a teachers um, show, teachers I'm, talk I'm, radio and teachers all. Teachers talk radio. I'm I'm gonna um, I'm gonna do a poem that inspired inspired me about restorative practice and and uh, I'm a restorative practitioner within within my school that I was at. I'd say I still am a restorative practitioner. Um, uh, and I remember being in school and being treated poorly by certain adults. There was there was one in particular who really made an effort to make me feel really bad about certain things, you know. And um, this is this is a poem all about breaking that cycle of negativity, and it's called Youth Needs, and it goes like this: <laughs> Youth needs. Stability, sense of belonging, community, guidance, consistency, and abundance of positivity. Tough love disagrees. Tough love, that's what they need. It didn't do me any harm. And now look at me. Don't put a foot wrong. Don't make a mistake. Don't step out of line for your sake. Tough love is demeaning. You're stupid. You're dim. You ain't worth a thing. Rotten, that's you. Tough love is prejudice. Your brother's trouble and you'll be too. Tough love doesn't act with care. No hugs, just hard stares. Capricious, unfair. Oi, don't you cry. No tears, control through fear. Tough love is just a broken, bitter record replaying the same old song. You're useless and you always will be. You're useless and you always will be. You're useless and you always will be. And if that is the soundtrack to your youth, it's hard to counter with courage. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. 
So youth breaks and youth fractured and youth is cracked and youth is lashing back and youth is fighting back and tough love wonders where it all went wrong. Thinks it can fix youth's issues with the same old song. Even tougher love. That's what they need. It didn't do me any harm. And now look at me. Once youth, rich in positivity, now dour and soured by negativity. And this wasn't how it had to be. Thank you. Clapping into the mic there. Um, I think you've got a video for that, haven't you, on your on your Instagram page? I do, yeah, I do. So how can people find you? So number one, how can teachers find you to, to see what you've got out there, to see your content? Um, and also how can teachers and school leaders find you to, to get you, to book so, you? Basically, I've got a website, www.wordgorilla.com. Obviously, the gorilla is spelled G-U-E-R-R-I-L-L-A. Two R's, two L's. It's not gorilla in the mist or anything else like that. You know, there's no, there's no animals involved in my name. So you can find me there. You know, if you go onto Google, uh, you type in word gorilla, there's nobody else with my name. Uh, I'm the only one. Uh, as you find me there, I'm on Instagram, uh, I'm on Facebook, uh, at Word Gorilla. Uh, I'm on TikTok, because you've got to be down with the kids as well. Uh, are they all the social media platforms on? Yeah, so I'm there on, the, on the, those ones. So you can uh, you can message me if you want to get contact with me. You can message me on there. If you don't want to get in contact with me, that's cool. It'd be great if you just come and see some of the videos that I've got. And um, you can email me through my website or, or whatever. Um, don't feel like you've got to email me. <laughs> if you're listening, don't go, oh, he really wants me to email him. <laughs> yeah, what, I, what I would really love is for people to, to look at some of my content and engage with it. And it, it's made for, for young people for you to go, oh, you know what, I'm going to show this to, um, to some of the young people. In particular, from your point of view, I know I've shown this to you before, Harry, I've got a, a poem called The Beast, which is all about marginal gains and small things that we can do to to help to prevent climate change you know that's a really great place to start so on youtube if you type in word gorilla you can see videos from that and that'd be a great one if you have got young people to show them that um because as you said earlier like the impact that you can have is one of the most important things and i, I certainly want the words that i've got you know and my, my platform to be somewhere where i can have an impact with with, with the messages that i've had or, or trying to give so, so yeah that's where that's where you can find me um, I will also put the uh, I'll put the website and your your name in the the description box when I publish this because it is the end of the show. Um, sadly, I don't have the, the the going out jingle that says oh. you've been listening to Teachers Talk Radio. Um, that was my best impression of it. I don't know what happened to the the sound, but at least we did get one in there. Dave, it's been a pleasure. It's always a pleasure, in fact. Of course, it's man, it's yeah. never not a pleasure. OGQ from Iran has just arrived and said hello. You're going to have to catch up on Listen Back now, OGQ from Iran, because we're about to S on out of here because I've got a, a storytelling to do and, uh, and, and Dave's got hungry mouths to feed, I think. Well, mine really. I'm not bothered about anybody else's. It's got, it's got, it's got a fried egg sandwich to go and cook. <laughs> I've got some, I've got some egg. 
egg chemistry to do so <laughs> it's been a pleasure dave thank you so yeah. much mate definitely take care harry and thanks Will for do. everybody for listening bye bye see you later